passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. もうバックステージで言った、シューザーで言ったですけれども、会場で言いたいことがある、ゴールデン・ナブスの復活ができました !Hello, everybody, it's John Pollock, and back by popular demand, he is WH Park, good friend here at postwrestling.com. WH, I know you're battling the weather, but I appreciate it very much as we get into this uh, big show. We're going to be talking about New Japan, all that they have coming up over the next month or so. We're going to get into some All Japan news, what's going on in NOAA, and you even have some live show reports. So no yeah. shortage of big stuff to talk about today. No, no, it's going to be pretty packed show, I think. Are you, are you just exhausted? Is your body run down from just all the stuff that's uh, going on here? We have... The Golden Lovers reunion. We had、uh, multiple shows over the weekend with the Honor Rising shows. You've been out to some live events. Are you just、uh, worn down by the pace of it all? A little bit, yeah. You know, like, because not just watching Japanese wrestling, I also, you know, still watch WWE. It's hard to keep up. W- WWE programming at times can cause severe illness、um, <laughs> over, over time. It's, it can be very, very、uh, detracting to your system. But it can be, but this is even like just picking and choosing. Fast forward, fast forward. Okay, I'm going to watch this. Fast forward, fast forward. It's still it's a lot of work to keep up with all the wrestling in the world. Do you primarily、uh, watch、uh, WWE programming? Is it just online? I mean, what's kind of your, your go to method when it, when it comes to catching up on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, any of their programming? So, like NXT and like 205 Live, I'll watch on the network.、Mm-hmm. I get the network. Raw and SmackDown, I, I just read the results and then I pick and choose what I want to watch. I am not sitting through three hours of Raw. There's no way. <laughs> You're missing out. You're missing out, WH. It's sometimes when it's like we're deep into that third hour and I start doing the math in my head and I'm thinking, okay, these three hour Raws started in July of 2012. That means we're coming up on six years times three hours times 52 weeks a year. It's like how, how many hours of just Raw? Have I dedicated? You know, it's like at the, at the end of it all, WH, when I'm, when I'm there watching my final minutes ticking down and like a big clock is going to come up of all the time that I spent well, watching、uh, WWE Raw on Monday night, how much time was erased from my life? Well, think about all the times we were at O'Grease <laughs> watching it there. And that was the, fu- and at that point, it was like, I don't think we could do that now where you could expect to get a, like that bar would be packed some Monday nights, especially at like the peak period because you'd have Nitro on one screen, you'd have Raw on the other and a two hour wrestling show at a bar, totally understandable. Three hours 
I don't know who's going out of their way to go and first of all, watch Raw live with commercials in it. Uh, on top of that, like going out on a Monday night and spending money to do so. Well, we had some dedicated people going there on Mondays. The fun part was always afterwards. That was, uh, and you'd like pop in a tape. You were, you were my, uh, bridge to, uh, see that Masawa Kobashi, their first Noah match, uh, together from 2003. I mean, that was. Is that, is that the one with the tiger suplex off the apron onto yes. the floor? Yes. And that was the match everyone was talking about. And then you were the first person I knew that got a tape of it. And I, th- I think you might have even emailed me say, Hey, I'm bringing this to O'Grady's. I was like, Oh my God, this will, this will be definitely worth the trip. And then we'd stick around to like midnight or 1 a.m. watching yeah. just random Japanese wrestling. Uh, those were the days. Yeah. Back when tapes were a thing. That's a whole generation is never going to understand the, uh, the, the desire to get a, a VHS tape. Now it's just a streaming device. It's th- these kids yeah. these days, WH, they're so spoiled. And we talk about streaming during this show, right? Uh, yes, we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to chat about uh, the latest streaming service to uh, enter the mix. But uh, l- let's go backward because the last time we had you on, we were getting set for the uh, New Beginning shows. Um, it peaked with the Osaka card with Kazuchika Okada retaining his title, making his 10th defense against uh, Sonata. Uh, what did you think about uh, Sonata's outing in this uh, particular uh, setting? Uh, did you, because you've been someone that's been very high on Sonata, and this was certainly his most high-profile match, I would say, of his career. I I was a little disappointed. I'll be honest. I thought he didn't really step up. I, I also don't think like the. I think like he he was he did a good job in the match. He worked really hard. The problem is with Okada. You know he's not going to lose. That's the problem with his defenses. Outside of a very few select wrestlers in that company, you know he's not going to lose. Like, if he didn't lose to Naito, I don't think he's going to lose to Sonata. If Sonata's not there yet, he has to lose to someone who's reached a certain level, right? He's not going to lose to Evil now. He's not going to lose to Sonata now. I don't know who he's going to lose that belt to, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I'm thinking it might be Omega. It might be Ibushi, if Ibushi's sticking around and going to do regular tours. We'll see. I mean, how would you kind of navigate this, this title defense record? I mean, presumably he's going to defend it at, in April at Sakura Genesis. And would you hold off him? Like, let's assume he, he ties the record with the April defense. How do you, where do you put that, that record breaking defense? Do you skip the Dontaku cards and go right to Dominion for a match of that level? I don't know. I mean, I think they really want him to like exceed everyone's record nagata's record hashimoto like so i think nagata still holds the record or is it tanahashi now? tanahashi's got the record with 11 so i mean there's the built-in storyline of that being your dominion title match is okada breaking tanahashi's record beating him that's probably where you go but i'm thinking they're gonna probably have him go 15 defenses oh yeah i'm not saying he he gets stopped but it just in terms of the match that actually breaks the record that's that's one way to go well, Sakura Genesis is, is, from what I understand, already sold out. So they don't, they can have a throwaway match. Like, not a throwaway match, but they can have whoever wins the New Japan Cup. Doesn't necessarily have to be, be the big draw. Yeah. And, and we, they can use that as an elevation match. Right. And, and that's kind of what that's, that tournament's kind of utilized for. And we've seen it, we've seen it work in some cases and then in others with like a Goto where it's, it's kind of, Goto. That, that's where, yeah. that's where it is. It's, uh. Well, last year was Shibata. Yeah. And know? that, I mean, that was, 
man, very, very tragic for, for many different reasons. And obviously the health being the most important, but I mean, that guy was made by the end of that match. It was, this guy had entered that exclusive top mix and, uh, it's amazing to look back and think what that guy's 2017 and 2018 uh, would have been. And it's going to be one of those great what ifs. Um, it, it's very similar, I think, to a Magnum TA kind of situation of what what would this guy's ceiling have been? And, and I think Shibata's would have been enormous uh, uh, a year removed from that that title match with Okada last year. I well, I think like you know we've talked about this before. I think he would have been probably in very likely have been the G1 winner and he might have been in the, the Tokyo Dome match this year but who knows just putting a bow on a new beginning uh, I love that Will Ospreay Hiromu Takahashi match was that kind of the, the big standout in Osaka for you as well yeah Ospreay is just amazing you know like I watch a lot of his stuff in England as well I'll, I'll watch Progress and I'll watch Revolution Pro and I'll, and I'll watch stuff when he does stuff in, this, in the States as well I can remember when he when he first debuted in New Japan, I didn't know really who he was, really, when he first came in. So I was like, okay, who's this guy? I looked him up a bit, and I'm like, okay. And then just from the outset, from his first match in against Kushida, he just blew me away. He was so amazing, and I'm so I'm so glad he's he took they took the time to like get him settled in before giving him that belt. But let him have the belt for a while. I don't see anyone who should be taking that belt off of him. Let him defend it in England. I'm defended in like the United States and Canada. I, I just want him, and he's taking it to like Australia as well. Like I just want him to elevate that belt. I think he's one of the few guys who can travel the world and elevate that belt and just do something that's you know I, I feel that belt's kind of gone down a little in recent years. Bring it back up as well. Looking at this past weekend with the Honor Rising shows, clearly looking at Flip Gordon as being a an addition to that whole junior heavyweight mix. And I, I would imagine he's a shoe in now for the best of the super juniors tournament in the spring. I mean, they put him over big with Hiromu and Kushida on the weekend. Yeah, he's really good. I, I, this is like my first exposure to him. So I wasn't really too sure what he could do. Um, I was really impressed. I think he's one of the better guys who can kind of do that for lack of making a pun flip, you know, flippity stuff. Sal, he's, he's really good. Yeah. I don't know. Like, He'll be in the best of suit years. I don't know where he's going to go, but it'll be interesting when he finally fights Osprey for that belt. I am so on board this year more than ever. Like I've never uh, disagreed with your idea, but this year I'm just I'm just more on board than than ever before of Kushida being in the G1. I just feel he's almost I don't want to say outgrown the junior heavyweight division, but it's just it just seems like he's kind of just floating in place at the moment. He doesn't have any really dedicated program. He's won the title multiple times that you just want to see that new challenge for him. And I think that springboarding into the G1, especially at a time where it seems that the whole junior heavyweight heavyweight divide is being relaxed. And it makes for, I think, a lot more intriguing matchups you can make. And Kushida would be someone that I would throw into the G1. And that's instantly so many fresh matches and something for Kushida, who's, uh, you could argue, like a top five guy in the world. And he doesn't, he's not presented as such at the moment in New Japan. He's kind of just part of the card and should be a focal par- part of the card for me. Well, I think the the never title should be his. That That would be a great springboard into kind of, yeah, getting him kind of away from that just strictly junior heavyweight mix. The, never championship, sure. I think he's one of those guys that could, you know, have believable matches with 
smaller guys and bigger guys. Um, and Goto's gone on, on record. He said, I want to fight young lions. I want to fight junior heavyweights for this open weight belt. So for me, I was like, you know, surprised. Why, why is he fighting this beer city bruiser dude? I, I by the way, my first time seeing this guy, <laughs> I hope it was my last time. I, I, I think he's garbage. He's terrible. This guy doesn't belong in Corican Hall. Seriously. Uh, I, I enjoy the beer city bruiser. I, I just find him such a, such a throwback character that it's, uh, anyway, there was a lot of him, uh, this past weekend. If you watched on the second night of Honor Rising, I mean, you got two matches with this guy. That's three matches too many for the whole weekend, in my opinion, but that's, that's just my opinion. What did you think about the, uh, everything involving the, uh, the Golden Lovers over the weekend? That, I mean, both nights, unbelievable reactions, but in particular, that first night, I mean, you would, you would have a better read of some of the bigger reactions at, at Corcune Hall, but man, when they came out, it was deafening in that building. You know what I think? I really believe this is the, the, the reaction is mainly, this is the Kenny Omega they've wanted to see for years. Yeah. You know? I've said this countless times. Kenny Omega turning full babyface, him speaking Japanese after the, during his promos, is going to be money. And this whole Golden Lovers thing, I don't think it's going to last very long because I do think the ultimate you know, goal is to have uh, Kenny Omega turn heel on him and they're going to have their singles match. Um, that being said, I'm enjoying the ride. I think the 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 Cody Marty Scroll match was so good. The the the, the six man was good the night before, but the the straight on tag was amazing. And I'm I'm really really excited about their fight with the Young Bucks at at uh, Strong Style Evolved. Yeah, in California. Yeah, I just think Cody is just I mean just hitting on all cylinders. Like they take to him as like this this vile heel, and he just to me is um he's totally found everything that he's been trying to put together over the past year. It just feels everything is now clicked for him at the oh, moment. I really think he's kind of like got, got it in terms of working in New Japan. Yeah. At first, I wasn't really a big fan of his working in New Japan. He's now, he's got it. He Okay, this is what I need to do. These are the right people I'm doing my programs with. I'm He's cutting the, the right promos. He's he's the way he I reacts in the ring, his own ring work. It's it's just gotten to a different level, I think. It's funny because I, I watched him in the cork and he's Telling people to get out of the way, get removing people from their seats. It's like, geez, most people don't really do that, you know. Like, not since San Hansen would hit people with his bull rope, right? So it's kind of interesting to see him and him and Hangman, Hangman Page interact with the audience in a way that doesn't really happen so much yeah. in uh-huh. New Japan, especially. Yeah. What, what do you think about the pacing of the the whole program? I mean, do you, do you kind of like a, of like? The evolution that they've made here with like the reunion to the first tag match. They're doing Omega and Cody over, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, cause I mean, it just seems like they have months and months of programs here. And, and I wonder if they're going to get months and months out of all of this because they're going at a pretty feverish pace. I feel of just, um, of, of advancing things so quickly. It does feel that way, doesn't it? I, I think they're going at a really, you know, high, high pace. It seems like clip, 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 clip. Okay, we're going to do this, do this, do this. I, I would think that the ultimate destination for like a singles match between Ibushi and Omega is Wrestle Kingdom, which is in next January, which can they hold off that long? I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting to see where they're going to go. I, I, I really enjoy the progression from the hug to where they are now. 
we'll see how it goes going f- up until I suppose the match against the Young Bucks. I don't. Do you follow like people on Twitter who are like raving about this? I, I go on Twitter and like a lot of people I follow on on wrestling Twitter are like what I would call uh, shippers. You know what a shipper is, John? No, ex- explain what a shipper is. A shipper isn't like in any kind of fandom where you you want to see this character and this character who don't normally interact with each other interact with each other, right? Like mm-hmm. have a romance with each other. So it's like I I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of a good example. I suppose in Star Wars, like now there's all these like Kylo Ren, Ray shippers. They want to see them actually have a romance. It, like so they write fan fiction or they make memes about it or they want to see it in the next movie this is what's happening with the golden lovers like everyone's putting on this shippers that these two are actually in a romance with each other um which is how they're playing it to be quite honest i oh, watch yeah, it they're, like, they're definitely uh highly playing to that and i think it's great someone made a point it's all these dude bros who who like got into omega when he was at, in the bullet club now they're like forced to deal with, hey, he, he might be gay. <laughs> or, you know, that's how they're playing it. I think it's great, personally. Because it, 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 it seems so real, you know what I mean? It, did you see the feature that they did on them on New Japan World? Oh, in the, in the dojo? Yeah. It was great. I just thought it was tremendous. I mean, he shows up, the camera crew is there, and then it's just, like, they gave, like, a whole kind of, you know the scene in Kill Bill? where Uma Thurman's character is in the casket and she has to like punch her way out of it. And instead of just punching her way out of it, you go into this whole sequence of, of history of how she developed this punch to give a believable reason of why she's going to punch out of the casket. And bear with me here in my analogy. But when the Golden Lovers hit this new, uh, golden trigger, they gave like this whole little like story in this feature developing this of, why they're kind of focused more on like striking maneuvers as opposed to the high flying of the past that they've now kind of honed in on these on these knee strikes with the Kamagoye and the V trigger. And I thought that, you know, so often we see new moves introduced and they're just kind of thrown out there and accepted. And I think they're so much more effective when you have a, just a little bit of context to them that they used that feature. I, I mean, one of the things that they got across in that feature was their finish that they've developed together. Yeah, I think the other nice touch in that feature was like when like Kenny's gonna change into his workout gear, he pulls out, "Oh, I got your T-shirt, by the way. I bought it off an auction site." <laughs> yeah, it's like really? You bought that off an auction site? Oh my god! As as great as you know, some of like their interactions are. It's it's like Kenny playing off of Kota too, like his reactions, and and conversely, Kota Bushi reacting to them too. It's like these two are just. Like these are, they're they're the golden lovers. I mean, they they yeah. just love everything about the other, and it's like even when Kenny's doing like the sit down interview, and you're just watching Abushi's reaction, and then vice versa when Kota's speaking. Like I think if they do a breakup between these two, I feel there will be tears amongst some people in the audience. Oh, like sure. you have that think- kind of emotion, and this has just been put together over the past month. I know. It's going to be weird. Like I'm, I'm really interested in when they're going to, you know, pardon the pun, pull the trigger and break them up and like have Kenny turn heel on him. It's, it's going to be. Uh, I think wrestling Twitter is going to have a meltdown. And you feel that can, you can hold this off until Wrestle Kingdom? Would that be that would be your oh, destination yeah. point for this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like why waste the, you know, like why waste the draw of that on anything else. Like you don't need 
that match anywhere else. You put that second from the top, or even at the top of Wrestle Kingdom, you're gonna you're gonna have like Jericho level interest in that show. I guarantee it. They're gonna get even more subscribers next year. You know, mm-hmm. just hold uh, off. Looking ahead, we've got the anniversary card coming up next weekend. So we'll we'll go in a chronological order here. Uh, we have. The show is headlined by Kazuchika Okada, Will Ospreay, non-title match. And then we've got Minoru Suzuki, Togi Makabe that they've been teasing for a while for the IC title, Tetsuya Naito against Taichi. And I have not seen the match that they had uh, outside of New Japan. But I've had a lot of people rave about uh, a match that these two have had. Have you had a chance to see this match? Because yeah, it was I, I really need to see it to believe it that uh, Taichi was in a dynamite match. But this would no, be the guy like good. Yeah. I didn't think it was that good, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. Anything good about it was because of Naito. Mm-hmm. It was nothing to do with Taichi. Taichi just did the same things again and again. I think the thing people might have liked about this match was that um, Taichi's uh, girl, what's her name? Miho? Yes, Miho, her name? Miho Abe. Yeah, Miho. She, so, like, he used, uses her. No one, no one ever, like, everyone just takes, like, like her abuse to the, towards them, like, her distraction and stuff. Naito kind of, like, didn't, like... I'm not going to say what he did. You should watch it. But, and I don't condone it personally, but it was like in the crowd, there was a lot of cheers for it. I think, and a lot of people were like, oh, finally, they, no one, no one just took like her interfering in the match without like getting her getting her conumptionance in it. I didn't think it was that good, you know? Yeah. And like he, it's a, it's a show him and Taka, Takamichinoku produced, but he didn't go over. I'm worried that, that this is like, you know, Naito's got to put him over now in this match. Oh, I would not be doing that. Like, I feel Naito should just be biding his time till they're ready to go full force with the, with the Jericho program that he shows up unannounced. And then I think that's the Dominion match. And your struggle is just keeping Naito busy until then, which just seems to be, you're getting matches like this with like Yoshihashi and, and Taichi. And I, I imagine I, is he just going to go through all the bottom rung members of, of chaos? I guess are in Suzuki gun too, maybe. We'll see. I, I'm worried because like you see when we get to the New Japan Cup, like you've seen the pairings, right? Yes. I, I, I think they're gonna give Taichi a, a bit of a push this year at this time. Wow. Well let's get we'll get to those brackets in a minute here. The rest of the card uh, rounds out with a uh, Sonata and Yoshihashi in Sonata's uh, rebound program after losing the title match to Okada. Uh, Sho and Yo, Rapongi 3K, are defending the junior tag titles in a three-way against Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Desperado and Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi. Uh, Goto, Ishii, and Yano are taking on Toa Hanare, Juice Robinson, and David Finley. Ketsuya Kitamura takes on Manabu Nakanishi. And then Tenzan Liger, Tiger Mask, Kushida, and Taguchi are taking on Yuji Nagata. Uh, Oh, whatever I have here has uh, Toa Hanare listed in this as well. So he's listed twice. So there's some mistake there. Uh, I think he meant uh, Ren Narita. Yeah, I I think that's probably – yeah, you're right. So Ren Narita, Tomoyuki Oka, Shoto Minu, and Tetsuhiro Yagi. So what do you think about this as the the anniversary lineup? Certainly it's kind of contingent on the main event, which should be quite a great match. Oh, it's – it's interesting. I thought there would have been some nostalgia on this show. There's absolutely no nostalgia on this show. M- Manabu Nakanishi is our nostalgia. Him and Tenzan. I suppose. <laughs> Him and Tenzan. But, you know, there's no... I, I'm sure Chono's going to show up. Maybe Mudo's going to show up just to, like, a, make an appearance. 
Suzuki, but there's has, no, Suzuki has to win with the gotch pile driver. Of all shows, this has to be the one. Oh, for sure. I mean, Makabe's not winning this, no. the title at this show. Um, I think it's a good show. Like, for me, this is this could have been like Sakura Genesis, you know? I, it's a it's a high high end Corican show. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it next week. You know? Yeah, I, I really like the Okada Osprey match. This is kind of you know a, a part of the New Japan season when you can do a match like this and kind of just have Okada in a, in a fun match. It's not even a title defense, and it's a match that you really don't have any other reason to do throughout the year. And also kind of has the backstory of two chaos members fighting and you have Jay White that's kind of always left it that he's eventually going to go after Okada, which bringing up Jay White, he got the big win over Kenny Omega. But to me, he's just he he has not clicked yet in this in this high profile role. It's a lot. Really, I, I think he's becoming more and more comfortable in his promos, especially his promos and his in ring work. I think he's my hesitation about him being this character has kind of started to disappear. I'm I'm fully on board with him being Switchblade now. I'm not I'm not quite there yet on him. I I have a lot of uh, I'm a big fan of Jay White. I think he's very talented. Uh, I just feel that still he's I just feel he was thrust into this huge match with Tanahashi right out of the gate, and I guess the jury's still out for me on, on Jay White. Um, Actually, you know what it did it for me. Yeah, there's the matches he had with uh, David Finley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's where I thought, okay, he's clicking now. This is like this program. They got to keep keep these two together. Like not every tour, not every show, but every other month. Okay, they have a they have a tag team type. They have a tag team match. They're gonna have a singles match, and they eventually David Finley is gonna challenge him for that U.S. title. I feel, and he should win that belt because David Finley. Is so talented. I'm I, a big fan of his. Me too. I, I think his biggest issue right now is just being on such a a loaded roster where this guy's just going to be in six mans and eight mans. I'd almost like to see him loaned out somewhere where he could go and have that kind of Yoshitatsu run somewhere else and and then come back at, at a future time because there's just there's so many different priorities above David Finley that uh, this guy's great. And you watch a show and he's just – he's kind of limited to this kind of multi-man role on all of these major cards. Yeah, I don't mind it so much because like usually who he's paired with is like Juice Robinson and Hanare who I think those three as a trio, as a unit like in, in of themselves, not necessarily related to the larger New Japan army is is what they should be doing is like making these guys a unit into themselves and like it's kind of i think they have a chance to break out and especially like juice is already there i feel you know hinari's amazing too for a guy at his experience level he's so good and just really developing his own character yeah and also on this card this this was uh originally to feature evil uh teaming with sonata evil suffered an injury during the australian tour uh, so he's out of action for the time being. And apparently those Australian shows are being voiced over and will eventually be making their way onto New Japan World. As Kevin that Kelly's just, yeah, Kevin Kelly's just being worked to death. I think he's in Japan for like most of the month, just, uh, doing all these New Japan Cup shows. I hope they're taking care of him over at the Tokyo Hotel. Yeah. Uh, let's get into, uh, the New Japan Cup. They have released the brackets and it kicks off on March the 9th. And 
Uh, I'm just going to go in order here, and I'm going to get your pick, WH, on who you see advancing in all of these opening round matches, and then we'll see what we have sure. uh, coming out of this. So starting off, we have Tomohiro Ishii and Michael Elgin. Uh, Ishii. Juice Robinson versus Yujiro. Uh, Juice. The returning Hiroshi Tanahashi and Taichi. Uh, Taichi. Wow, you see Taichi beating Tanahashi. Tanahashi is like, puts everyone over in the New Japan Cup. Wow. Last year he did it. Who did he do it for last year? Uh, the most unlikely guy he put the guy over. It was in the first uh, round. Uh, I'm just looking here. You're talking about Tanahashi. Yeah. Uh, he lost to Evil in the opening round. Yeah, he, well, okay, not the most unlikely guy, but he put over Evil. I, that's why I feel like Taichi's going to get this mini push, at, you know, right now. Well, that will be pretty notable. What, what do you think about Tanahashi coming back already? I think it's ridiculous. I think they're just doing it to put Taichi over. Because <laughs> he's not going to go further than, than the first round, I, I believe. If this guy is coming back and losing in the first round, I would really question this. Because I just see... I, I thought this guy could have stuck out. I think he could have missed Dominion. I think he could have come back for the G1. Uh, it's like, just go recover and, and come back so yeah. much stronger. I, I don't even know how much... It hasn't even been long enough to miss the guy that I think this return is going to be of, of any significance. Like, never blow a comeback. Like, a, that return, that can be such a major thing if you... Give it enough time, and certainly this guy does need some time to recover. But I, I think also part of that thinking was with this Long Beach show and WrestleMania weekend that he was scheduled to do those shows and is probably going to be doing those shows. It's a waste. It's a, it's a shame, and it's a waste of him, I feel. Bad Luck Fale and Lance Archer. Well, I could really care less, but I'll say Fale. So we're, we're building to a, a Fale Taichi second round match. Uh, WH booking this one. Yoshihashi and Kota Ibushi. Okay, uh, Ibushi. I, I think this must be a rip on Ibushi, maybe. But it yeah. should be a funny match. Ibushi can do comedy. So it should be a fun match. And then Ibushi facing either Tetsuya Naito and Zack Sabre Jr., uh, which, oh. as long as Ibushi is winning this, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with whoever uh, is his second round opponent. I think Zack Sabre Jr. is going to win the, this match against Saito. Toru Yano against Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. And then rounding it out, Sonata and Chucky e. T. Uh, Sonata. Did you happen to see uh, Chuck Taylor's uh, tweet about the secret to success in professional wrestling? Do the same thing for 16 years. Everyone else will get hired. And then no one else, they, they have no choice but to call you, right? Just hilarious, I thought. Did you see? Did you see some video footage of him fighting Daisuke Sakamoto? I haven't. No. So the whole thing is he chops. He gives Daisuke Sakamoto a big chop to the chest, and then he's like immediately regrets it and starts apologizing to him. It's quite funny. It's quite funny. Chuck Taylor. He he's an acquired taste. I, I will say that he is. I thought I'm not. I'm not against him, but like, please don't ever do the hand grenade in, in New Japan. I never want to see that move in New Japan. Uh, that's probably I, I don't imagine that happening on a, on a New Japan card. Uh, so going through the, those first round matches, so um, your predictions then for the second round would be Ishii and Juice Robinson, Taichi and Fale, Abushi, Zack Saber Jr., and then Davy Boy Smith Jr. against uh, you said Sonata. Sonata. 
Right. Who who would be your favorite to to win the entire thing? I mean, do you kind of have a scenario in mind that this would most benefit? Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Wow. I really think they're high on him, and they're just like kind of biding their time. Like you say, it's 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 a top heavy roster, right? You got to like slap people in, and I think he'd be perfect to have the title match at Sakura Genesis. I don't I don't think he's ever had a match with Okada one on one. Yeah, I would have to look at. I could see I could see Abushi winning the entire thing, and I think Zack Saber Jr. would be kind of my a dark horse. I wouldn't say no to it. Um, but New Japan Cup is one of those things that you can have that dark. Oh course. yeah, definitely, definitely. This this yeah. is not a tournament that is designed for your Naito or I would say even a Tanahashi like level uh, of. You're not gonna have a a blockbuster match, which, as you said, it's for a show that is already sold out. It's much like the Long Beach show where people were asking me after. It's like, oh, is Chris Jericho going to be on this show? I'm like, what business sense would that be to throw Chris Jericho on this show that is already sold out and you've already got your announced matches out there? I mean, there's just it's it's kind of unnecessary. Save it for something big. And this can be this is kind of like your your elevation tournament for somebody that, that needs it as opposed to a guy that's already made at the top. I also think like New Japan Cup is going to be kind of. Uh, kind of placate their uh, foreign fans, like ex- expansion to the Western markets. I, I have it booked. The way I would book it is like the fi- the final four would be Juice, Fale, Zack Sabre Jr., and Dave Boy Smith Jr., and then the finals would be Juice and Zack Sabre Jr. Just uh, so to get these non-Japanese guys into the top mix. So like when you want to do your cards in the United States, which they, they're going to do, I think, sometime this year, besides the Long Beach show, they're gonna they're gonna try to start their like because they're, they're opening their LA dojo. I think they're gonna that's also gonna be their U.S. office and try to get some venues and some dates lined up with probably in conjunction with ROH. You need these. You're gonna need these guys who are like New Japan guys, but they're that but they're they're foreigners who can cut promos in English. Given the success they had with Wrestle Kingdom and certainly Jericho, I, I think inspired a lot of North American fans to sign up for this service, and you saw the spike in subscriptions. Now they're going to be bringing in Rey Mysterio in Long Beach. Do you see this being something that New Japan is going to be looking at this direction throughout the year when there is a top uh, U.S. or Canadian name that's available that they're going to be more aggressive in going kind of outside uh, of the bubble? Oh, for sure. I, I mean... Like they were negotiating with Hulk Hogan, of all people. I, I'm sure they're negotiating with a lot of top WWE guys who can still go, who don't work for the WWE anymore. Like, I'm surprised some of those, some people I'm thinking of, I'm surprised they haven't, like, already announced that, oh, yeah, I signed with New Japan, you know, for multi-million dollar. Like, I can see them throwing Okada money at certain names in the United States, you know, who are not working for the WWE right now or are not going to be working for the WWE soon. Yeah, I, I just feel it's, like you got to be very selective. Like a Jericho and Rey Mysterio, I mean, those are those are you know positive additions. I think you know you draw that line when it's like, okay, there's a Ryback that's out there. It's like I think you go too far, far down, and it's just you're throwing money at someone that's not going to be a major difference maker that you're throwing this money at that you have to justify that position, and that that's kind of the the clear distinction that you want to be able to make. You want to bring in people that are going to be legitimate difference makers and there's not a lot out there no i i think they're being judicious about who they're eventually going to like make a big signing with for 
you know, top money. Uh, just rounding out our New Japan discussion, and then we will move to uh, outside uh, New Japan. Just looking at the Long Beach show, which we mentioned is March 25th at the Walter Pyramid. Uh, they have announced the main event. It will be the Young Bucks against Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. They've also added Jay White defending the U.S. title against Hangman Page and the previously announced Rey Mysterio match with Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, we haven't discussed uh, since the last show uh, with the Rey Mysterio announcement. Uh, first of all, do you like the pairing uh, with Liger? Um, I don't dislike it. I don't think it'll be a great match. I think it'll be a nice nostalgic match and that people will be like, Oh, it's Rizzi Mysterio. It's Jushin Thunder Liker. I remember when they had that match in WCW. That that's it. Like, there's no there's no reason to think that they're going to have like a five star high flying match because they can't. Neither of them can. But it'll be fun. Yeah, I think for this audience, I, I think they'll they'll really be into it. Yeah, I, I think it's you know kind of serves its purpose of just Rey Mysterio being on a New Japan card and and really not knowing what his future is. And this main event, I mean, again, this was a sold-out show. You have to deliver a big main event, but I can't imagine anyone being upset with this being your main event. Like, this is a big, big match and probably the best place to be doing it. For sure. I, I'm, I imagine everyone who bought a ticket was just like their minds melted when they when they announced this main event. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how how many shows they do in the U.S. this year, how quickly you come back after this enormous success of selling out a building two weeks out from WrestleMania uh, weekend. I mean, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, WH, but uh, Dan Lavransky and Mike Murray are going to Long Beach to watch this show live. Oh, yeah. Mike told me. He was messaging me on Twitter about it, and he tried to get PWG tickets as well. Oh, but that he... thing sold out. Five minutes sellout, apparently. Wow. That's because I mean PWG very very smart on that sense because you have so many travelers and they want something to do on the Friday night so I had no doubt that was going to be a pretty hot seller on the Friday night uh, that's unfortunate because I ran into Mike at the NXT show last weekend here in Mississauga and yeah he was saying gonna try gonna try and get PWG tickets but anyway that's a tough ticket to get uh, let us move on let's go over to all Japan uh, because. Yep. I, I did get to watch uh, most of their uh, recent Yokohama show, and among the standouts on that show for me was the team of Yuji Nagata and Junakiyama, who might be my favorite tag team at the moment. Wh? Oh, really? Well, that's cool. I, I, I've I've always liked the pairing because they have so much history together. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you think about it, they kind of parallel each other in terms of like Yuji Nagata in New Japan, Junakiyama in All Japan, and then. They have such similar movesets, right? They both do explorer suplexes. Um, they both have like kind of an amateur background. So they always had this kind of like pairing. And then they, they would have, uh, when they were doing interpromotional between New Japan and All Japan, they had matches against each other. They team up a lot with each other. So it's kind of nice because New Japan doesn't use Yuji Nagata very well. Like Yoshitatsu, they don't use, they didn't use Yoshitatsu very well. They go to All Japan and boom, high profile match. Boom, he's a champion. Boom, he's in a tag team with the, one of the top guys in the company. Great. You know? Same thing with Yoshitatsu. Boom, he's teaming up with Miyahara. He's one of the top guys in the company now. Yeah, I, I just think Yuji Nagata is just like unbelievable all time legend. And I'm with you. I think he's he's a perfect example of what we talk about in New Japan, where it's like you can't 
necessarily focus on everyone. And there's so much talent on that roster that sometimes it's going elsewhere that it reminds you of just the uh, Yoshitatsu, for instance. I mean, that guy was just just dying in New Japan. And he's had a whole rebirth now, just getting out of there. And all of a sudden, it's maybe it's uh, just being away from that New Japan spotlight. But whatever it is, he has certainly had this resurrection in his career. I think he's, you know, been freed from all the stupid gimmicks that they were putting up on him. Oh, that that Hunter bullshit was like, that went on way too long. And by too long, I mean, after like the first time he did it. It's like, this is terrible. Um, that card also featured, uh, Kento Miyahara and the aforementioned Yoshi Tatsu, uh, defeating Suwama and Shuji Ishikawa. And then the main event was Joe Doring, uh, defeating Kai. Um, did you get to see all of this show? I watched all of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joe Doring, I gotta say, he's, he's been really impressing me with this run. I've never been impressed with Joe Doring before, but this current run as a Triple Crown champion has been really, really good. Yeah, he seems to just, uh, Really, I mean, he's had a, uh, multiple runs as, as Triple Crown champion, but he just seems to have that kind of main event foreign presence, um, that really stands out as well on a, on a roster with guys that he can tower over and be that monster that I, I don't think he would have in a New Japan environment where, I mean, a Davy Boy Smith Jr., you don't look at him as this giant in New Japan, uh, just because he's, he's in matches with your, your Fale's and even your, um, Tamatongas, where it's all these, there's a lot of giants in there. I think Joe Doring, it's, um, it stands out a bit more, especially in this match. Yeah, with Kai. Especially, All Japan doesn't hire that many foreigners. Mm-hmm. It's a very select few people who get to work there if you're not Japanese and don't live here. Yeah. I was also impressed with, uh, Naoya, uh, Nomura, who I hadn't seen really much of, uh, prior to this. Um, that guy, I always have an argument with Jojo Remy about this. I always say that guy reminds me of Akira Tawe, like just chubbier. You know? mm-hmm. he's, a yeah. chubby, he's a younger, chubbier Akira Tawe, but Joe just like, no, why? Is it because he's wearing red tights? I go, no, there's, there's a certain element to his moveset that, that an aura that he has that reminds me of Tawe, you know? Yeah, I thought, um, yeah, in a match where you had a lot of, uh, you know, veterans in that match, I thought he, he stood out. You know, as much as you can when it's uh, you're in there with the likes of Akiyama and Nagata as well. So uh, that was one. Well, you know, he's out. cursed, right? How is he cursed? He a, he's, well, every tag team partner he, he has gets injured. So Jake Lee got injured. Uh, Aoyagi got injured. <laughs> and they're both they're both champions with him. So I think there's a curse on that poor young fella. Uh, they've also announced the, the lineup for the champion carnival. And we can just go through the, uh, the names here. This is quite the, uh, the lineup. We have in the A block, Kento Miyahara, Shingo Takagi, Yuji Hino, Shuji Ishikawa, Joe Doring, The Bodyguard, Ryoji Sai, and Naoa Nomura. Over on the B block, Yutaka Yoshi, Dylan James, Yoshitatsu, Kai, Junakiyama, and Naomichi Marafuji, Zeus, and Suama. This is quite the champion carnival they've got this year, WH. It's amazing. My only, Drawback. The only drawback to this roster is is uh, Dylan James because he was James Writing in Zero One. Yeah, I was never impressed with that guy. I I don't know why he's in there. I'm kind of sad because I was hoping Daisuke Sakamoto would be in this year's Champions Carnival again. He's not, but I can't complain. Like Yuji Hino is pretty good. Um, he used to he used to be a Kaitai Jojo guy. He's a Taka train trainee, 
he wrestled in U- Russell One. He's been doing a lot of stuff for Zero One recently. He's really good. And but me, for me, when I saw Shigo Takage is going to be in the Champions Carnival, yeah, I just like my heart jumped for joy because I'm I'm so happy to see him kind of branch outside of Dragon Gate. I kind of think he's just treading water there, you know. He had that excellent tag match with Marafuji against Masato Tanaka and uh, Noah's uh, Masakidemiya on the Riki Choshu produced show in Korokin. Fantastic match. Just fantastic. He seemed so reinvigorated fighting different people. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of matches that stand out here. Of course, there's all the matches that Takagi can have. I mean, with, with Miyahara, with Ishikawa. And then in the B block, I mean, look at the combination of like Akiyama, Marafuji, Suwama. And I'm kind of curious to see, like, this is like the real spotlight now for a Yoshitatsu to have an incredible tournament and have matches with, with different guys. Um, and yeah, so this starts April 7th, which is notable because it's expected that the All Japan uh, new streaming service that they have launched, uh, well, haven't officially launched yet, but it should be up and running in time uh, to cover the carnival. So you can follow all the, it's 15 shows spread out over the course of three weeks, culminating on the 30th of April. Yeah, it's really interesting. I was looking at the schedule for the Champions Carnival. It's going all over Japan. Like they're, they're hitting pretty much from coast to coast, top to bottom. They're hitting almost every spot in Japan. And it's not just like, okay, two dates in here, two dates in this prefecture. It's like all over the place. I, I'm looking to go to the uh, April 15th show, which is in Hakata. Because it's on my bucket list for yeah, venues. you were I saying that was one of the one of the venues you want. You have to. It's quite the trek to get there, though, for you, right? You have to stay over. It, it would, yeah, I'm going to stay over the for two nights. I've already booked the Airbnb. Um, I've already taken the time off of work. I just need to get the tickets. They're still on sale. Like I checked the ticket machine. I just got to wait for a friend to like confirm he can go. But that that show they've already announced all the matches. That show has Akiyama versus Suwama, Takagi versus Yuji Hino. Joe Doring versus Ryoji Sai and Miyahara versus Ishikawa. Wow. Oh my god, that's like the best show on the whole tour. It's amazing. If I can get to that, I'm just gonna be like my mind's gonna be blown. And are you gonna be getting the all Japan streaming service? Yeah, it's only nine hundred yen. <laughs> it's so cheap. I guess the big question everyone has is what kind of uh uh, of backlog are they going to have here? Because I would assume that the NTV uh, archives are not going to be part of this. No, I because NTV is still affiliated with with Noah. Yes. So if Noah ever does their own streaming service, I think one of the draws be beyond like watching current Noah, which is you know to be fair for me, not not a big draw. But they would say, okay, you can also watch, you know, you can watch Dumbo Surya and Tenru in the eighties. You can watch. Misawa, Kobashi, Kawada, and Tawe in the 90s. That'll be the big draw. So I don't think NTV is going to be able giving current New Japan access to that old footage. But it's okay if Gara, the current network that All Japan is on right now, is is part of this, and they're saying you can have you can use the footage from our backlog from the post split, post Noah split. So that that includes the Mudo years. And that includes like Tenru's run. That includes like Kawada's run post split. There's a lot of good stuff in those years. So it's still worth it if you can include like from 2000 to now. Yeah. 
And is there – have they announced a launch date yet? Because they just kind of left it um, that it would be before the Champion Carnival. I haven't seen anything about an official date. Um, I imagine they're going to be very, very careful because this could be a kind of a make-or-break deal for them. What would you say are the – and we can cover worldwide here. Like the the – you know, you have your pick of the litter of three services to recommend to someone. What what are they for you? Uh, right now? Yeah, at the moment. What are uh, what are the essentials for someone that's just starting off clean and would like to go out and and, and they're going to subscribe to three services? WWE Network, New Japan World, and I'm going to say Progress on Demand. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's amazing to watch just how like that is just the essential service now for for every promotion, and it's almost kind of becoming like it's it's like your cable bundle now if you're a wrestling fan. It's just it dedicating your dollars to whatever services you're going to sign up for now. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, like, because New Japan, I mean, Ring of Honor announced that they're going to do theirs, right? Right. Yeah, there's... Can that, you that, imagine if they had this business model was available to them in, like, 2007? I really think that they would be the number two company in in America right now. Yeah, I feel that Ring of Honor, they're... You look at their tape library, and I think it's one of the most valuable that's out there. Uh, the issue they have is not just kind of some of the quality of some of the older shows, but it's also all that music that's all over those shows that is uh, an issue for them to to get all of those old shows up there. Because uh, that tape library, going back to 2002, is uh, – to me, it's, it's incredible. Um, I think that if you were – if they had been ahead of the game and been able to um, see where all the future was going, I think that they could have been in on the ground floor on so much of this. Let's chat a bit about uh, some shows that you have gone to. You have been to uh, Stardom recently, as well as uh, Dragon Gate. So I'll uh, I'll hand it over to you for your live show reports. Yeah, so I went to uh, Stardom at Corican Hall. That was, uh, let me just get my notes here, on February 18th. I went to, with uh, my good friend Jojo Remy. Uh, it was his first Stardom show, too. Stardom is what we call a Joshi Perez promotion. It's a women's wrestling promotion. It's probably the, the best one out there. There's a lot in Tokyo. Just I think there's like six or seven in Tokyo alone. Um, Stardom tours around the country. It was my first time, so I didn't know what to expect. So I, Even though I get the service, I don't know what to expect exactly atmosphere-wise. So I get there, and the show starts off with... Uh, uh, like an idol group. Do you know what an idol group is, John? Uh, is this just like a uh, a teen singing group that has... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically like, you know, uh, I guess the big one in Japan uh, is AKB48 or you know, like from Korea, Girls' Generation. So anyways, this, this idol group is in the ring doing a, a song and dance number. Well, okay. That's about expected. Next, some of the, the, the wrestlers on the roster, because they just released a CD of a lot of the, the wrestlers performing songs they do a number like two different acts did numbers i was like oh okay that's okay and then as the show starts oh by the way guess who was sitting in front of me at this show um um man i don't i don't know she's in the may young classic tony storm no she was wrestling but no alpha female was was sitting in front of me oh really wow that's like she she just had like neck surgery like a month ago she looked fine. And wow. she just t- she just watched watching the show. It's kind of cool. Huh. But but anyways, 
so you, do you know how young some of the trainees are in in Joshi Perez, John? Oh, I, I would imagine the, um, you know sub teens at this point. Yeah, I think their youngest is like thirteen. Wow. So That's a lot of the people on the undercard are like teenagers. It's it's really weird to see adults beating up teenagers. Wow. You know? I, I guess the commission is okay with this. It, it, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I I I I respect. Like a lot of the younger girls who, who wrestle the teenagers because they're quite good. I'll get to one of them in a minute who's in the main event, but it's weird. It's like I don't want to see adults beating up anyone younger than eighteen. Maybe because it's women, because you don't really see that in men's wrestling, except like Minoru Suzuki, Nakajima. You know, Katsuhiko Nakajima. He was sixteen when he started and he became a big name, but he's kind of the exception to the rule in yeah. men's wrestling. This is quite common in women's wrestling. In Japan, it's it's really weird. Still, this is a good show. The other thing I noticed is that a lot of the the wrestlers on the undercard like really take it easy on each other. Uh, like they don't see they seem to like not want to hurt each other so much. So the the work is tends to be a little bit off. It's not bad. It's just like not as crisp as I would expect from a Japanese show. Except for the people on top, those those women, the ones who are confident and sure of themselves and are talented. Oh my God, they are so good, especially in stardom. Yeah. So the, the top three matches uh, was the, the tag team title match, the Goddesses of Stardom title match. Uh, Against who's one of the best wrestlers on the roster? If you're going to check out Stardom, check out her matches. She's really good. They fought uh, Mayu Iwatani, another top name there, and uh, Tam Nakano. The good thing about this match is like um, Tam used to be in Oedo Tai. But she lost a match where she had to leave, and now they're kind of like building this storyline where she's trying to get a win over them because they kind of abandoned her as well. Like they just said, "We don't, you're out of our group. We hate you now." So that was a good match. Next match was uh, legendary Mako Satomura taking on Tony Storm, who's arguably the hottest free agent, the hottest women's wrestler in not signed to WWE, I guess. Um, they had a match. This is kind of like the big draw because it's a, kind of a dream match. Um, it was okay. I was a little disappointed by this match. I didn't think it went to the, the heights I was expecting it to reach. And it went to a draw, which makes sense because uh, Satomura is from another company and Storm's affiliated with uh, uh, Stardom. Uh, but one of the best matches I have seen live in the last six months was next. And that was for the Wonder of Stardom title match. So Wonder of Stardom title is kind of the equivalent of the Intercontinental Belt, I guess, you'd say. Uh, so the current champion, which is, uh, which is uh, Io Shirai, who's a top um, name in Stardom, and one of the best wrestlers in the world, took on uh, her teammate, uh, 17-year-old Momo Watanabe, who, and they're all part of the same group, Queen's Quest. So in the previous show uh, at Korokan, uh, Momo grabbed the mic and she told uh, Io Shirai, she's like, I want to win that belt, the Wonder of Stardom title, before I graduate high school. And I was like, that is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard <laughs> in my wrestling fandom life. But okay, let's go on. Not too many high school kids that have like a bucket list at that, that, that a age. A bucket but, list. I want to yeah. win the top... <laughs> I want to be the top name in this company. The top women's... Arguably, she's probably the best women's wrestler in the world. And I'm including, like, Asuka and Kairi Sane and 
Sasha Banks in this group, you know. She, she's so amazing. Like, Momo's like, yeah, I'm 17, I want to win that belt from you before I graduate high school. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Anyways, they had a 17-minute classic, John. I, I'm going to tell you, go out of your way to watch this match. It's so good. I, I would de- I would definitely like to uh, to check this out. Stardom is one of those promotions I would like to see uh, some more of. I've, uh, on your recommendation, been watching more uh, All Japan when I've had some free time, so... Stardom is on that le- that list as well. One of the good things about Stardom is like, I mean, they don't put things up right away because they they take the time to like put si- t- subtitles on the promos and on the um, the segments backstage. Oh, that's you know? really, that's very smart. And they're good subtitles. I think they're better than New Japan subtitles. To be quite honest with you. <laughs> oh wow! I've never seen a pound for pound list on like best subtitles in in pro wrestling, but. Uh, Hey, that's, I, I think that that's such a smart little thing to be doing. If you want to be, uh, gaining some attention, especially outside of just being a niche in Japan. Um, and stardom, I think, you know, it's like relative to their overall size in the industry, but, uh, they have traction over here, uh, amongst people. Like, I think if a stardom were to come over for a WrestleMania weekend, I think they'd draw, a, a, 500 700 fans to a show i think that they would have um some notoriety coming over here i think people would would take some time to go see a stardom show even in a really crowded weekend like that oh for sure i think so and i think they would not go away disappointed i think they would come out of that show and there would be a genuine amount of buzz in the united states and canada about stardom and people might sign up for the subscription service there as well yes and for um for ROH viewers, uh, Mayu Iwatani that WH mentioned, she is in the current uh, Women of Honor uh, tournament as well. So they have some uh, involvement with stardom in, in that tournament as well. Um, moving over, you also went to Dragon Gate uh, not too long ago. Yeah, this past weekend I, I did a weekend trip to Kyoto because I wanted to go to uh, Kyoto KBS Hall. Now, KBS Hall is kind of a concert venue. It, I'm not sure how many people it holds. I'm going to say... 500, 700 people. Um, but the, the draw for this building is if you ever watch a tape of Japanese wrestling and you see um, the ring is in front of uh, what looks like a stained glass window that you would find in, say, a large cathedral, that's KBS Hall. So I've always wanted to go to see a, a show at this building. And I have to say I was not disappointed. The, the atmosphere in this building, like watching them change the lights on the wall, was just such a beautiful feeling like I, I have said like this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen professional wrestling live and I, I don't you don't really say beautiful when you talk about venues for wrestling you know like I would never say that about say St. John's Hall you know for the old those old hey, it, it, shows. it had its uh, it had its attractions it, like the concession stand yes uh, one of there. the most memorable concession stands. <laughs> yes um, but yeah KBS Hall I saw Dragon Gate there um very good show, um, a lot of singles matches, and it had it featured um, a maximum versus maximum match, which is maximum is like the uh, one of the factions. This one, p- this particular one, led by um, yeah, Masato Yoshino and Naruki Doi. So, and it's um, the part of the tour uh, for the retirement of Kokoda, who's um, got injured. I'm not sure exactly what injury he has. But this is his farewell tour, so we were doing. They did a big, big thing at the beginning where he's auctioning off his gear to the, the highest bidder. I think he got like a thousand dollars for his knee pads and his trunks to somebody. 
So that's good for him. Uh, and they did like the uh, interunit six man tag, which was really fun to watch. Um, my favorite match on that show was the beginning, the first show, first match, which is Shima, uh, Dragon Kid, and Don Fuji taking on the team of uh, T Hawk, Ada, and El Lindeman, who are part of the Antius uh, faction, which is the big heel group in Dragon Gate right now. Cool. Well, that sounds like a. Uh... Two really uh, different but strong shows that you attended over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a good thing about Japan is that it's not that hard to travel to different places yeah. to go see shows if you're determined. And then you're likely to find like you know something different in, in each promotion that you go to. Like New Japan is different from All Japan, which is different from NOAA, which is different from Dragon Gate, which is different from DDT, which is different from Big Japan. You know, I have a goal. Actually, I want to go see. I'm not a big fan of death matches, but I want to go see a big Japan show live, just once. You know, but they also have like the strong division, which is like just pure wrestling. Yeah, so I'm ex- interested in that. But also, okay, I want to experience a death match show just live, just once in my life. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's an acquired taste, and it's. There are many people that have acquired that taste uh, for deathmatch wrestling, but probably something to uh, at least go and experience live uh, uh, once in your lifetime. Before we get out of here, let's—I uh, did skip over the the Noah stuff. Their next big show is the uh, the Great Voyage show coming up uh, a week from Sunday on March the 11th in Yokohama. It's headlined by uh, Kano defending the GHC title against Takeshi Sagiura, and then the tag titles will feature Mohamed Yone and Quiet Storm against Katsuhiko Nakajima and Masakita Mia. As well, we've got. Uh, on this show, uh, junior heavyweight title match with Daisuke Harada against uh, Hayata. And this show will be followed by their Global Tag League tournament, which uh, kicks off March 18th at Hakata Star Lanes that WH will be. Uh, but not in time to see Kazma and Cody Hall taking on uh, Maybach Tanaguchi and Mitsuya Nagai. Uh, which will be one of the many matches. But uh, anything going on in NOAA that has your interest at the moment, uh, WH, just looking ahead over the next couple of weeks? Just the top stuff with Keno as the champion. Um, like He has this kind of team and feud with Segura right now because Segura is challenging him for the GHG title. And then the stuff involving um, what's his, um, Kaito, uh, uh, so Kaito Kiyomiya. Yes. And he's teaming with uh, Goshizaki. I'm interested in his development in the company because I really think that the future of Noah, if they are able to survive, is going to be based around like uh, Kiyomiya, Masakitamiya, and like the younger guys in the company and like just developing kind of newer, younger talent in their own dojo system and not relying on like kind of like people that they've acquired through other, other companies like Harada's from like Osaka Pro. Uh, Keno was from Michinoku Pro. Um, Hayata and like who else is there? Like Hayata and like guys in his in his unit are like from another independent. So I kind of want to see the days of like Noah was comprised of Noah guys: Marafuji, Kenta, um, Kutar Suzuki, Kanamaru. You know, like just plus some guys that they acquired from the indies or other companies. That's fine. But it just this to me just feels like a mishmash of guys who didn't go to Noah, 
I mean, who didn't go to New Japan or who didn't go to All Japan or go to Wrestle One mixed in with like some higher tier indie guys, but they're still like indie guys in my opinion. Like um, Hayata is like someone I I and I forget what the other guy's name is Rattel, I think. They don't impress me. I really think they kind of bring down Noah in terms of image. And final notes here is uh, that All Japan at the end of the month they've got their uh, their show at. Uh, in Saitama, which is this like a small building inside of uh, like is it adjacent to Saitama Super Arena? This community hall. Uh, this the community hall. I'm gonna say it's probably not. Yeah, it's probably not that big. I would I would venture um, to guess they're not running Saitama Super Arena proper. Probably not. No, <laughs> uh, but this, this show has a uh, Manabu Nakanishi's going over, and he's teaming with uh, Takeo Omori to challenge. Junakiyama and Yuji Nagata, which Nakanishi and Nagata, they just have this chemistry together that uh, has been enough that it's like I was pretty down on Nakanishi, but then he had quite the revival last year, and it was mainly in part to his matches with Nagata. Oh, it's interesting because like normally Junakiyama is partners with Omori, but he won the All Asia Tag Titles with Yuji Nagata, so Omori said, "Well, screw you." I'm going to get Nakanishi to be my partner. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll get Nagata's tag team partner to be my tag team partner. So I think they actually teamed in New Japan in the early 2000s, actually. And that show features a Joe Doring and Kento Miyahara for the uh, Triple Crown title, which should be uh, very strong. And uh, as well, I want to make mention that Hamilton, Ontario native Ethan Page is currently on tour with DDT. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's over there right now. So there you go. So uh, has to be the first Hamilton representative uh, in DDT, and maybe the first Hamilton representative since like the Sharp Brothers. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many Hamilton natives have gone over to Japan. How many Hamilton natives are in wrestling? I think it's a pretty short list of uh, of those that are from Hamilton. Maybe we'll have to. Phil Atlas from Hamilton. Uh, he, I don't think is from Hamilton itself. Uh, I would have to look that one up. Uh, he turned with all Japan. Yeah, you're right. Wow. He is from, I just listed here as Canadian professional wrestler. Windsor. He's from Windsor. Okay. Scott, well, you know, the territory. interesting thing, uh, one of the interesting matches on this show is the, for the all Japan, uh, junior heavyweight title. Um, so the winner of their current, their last um, junior tag league, uh, junior league, sorry, the junior uh, tournament was Shiji Kondo, who used to be in All Japan, and he used to be the junior heavyweight champion. But he used to also used to be the booker of All Japan during the Mudo years, right? During the Mudo regime. And now I think he's the booker at Russell One. But he's going to fight the current champion, Atsushi Aoki, who, according to many people on Twitter who responded to a tweet I put out, say he's the booker of All Japan right now. Oh, boy. So you're going to have, like, the old booker versus the current booker. That's interesting. I wonder who's going to go over. I wonder who's booking this match. Yeah, that would be... uh, I mean, do you defer to the veteran in in Kondo, or do you go with the guy that is is really handling things now? I mean, that's that's kind of the the intrigue of that match. I mean, what would be the, the U.S. equivalent of this? I mean, this would be... Boy... I mean, we don't have... No, you don't have that, really. Yeah, you don't really have that dynamic of, like, maybe... Wrestlers being the bookers. 
Yeah, maybe no. maybe Road Dog on on SmackDown, and he brings in uh, Ed Ferrara. Yeah, that's not really a, a good uh, comparison point that we've. Or maybe he's just going to book a, a, a women's six man tag. That when in doubt, multiple person match. It always uh, does yeah. the trick. All right, that's going to wrap up the show. But uh, WH will be back next month, and maybe we can do this WH after the Strong Style Evolve show uh, and sandwich it in be- uh, before. Uh, Sakura Genesis because we'll be coming off both Strong Style Evolved and the outcome of the New Japan Cup. We can see if uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is getting set to headline a show with Okada. God, I hope. I'm going to keep these notes so I can remember what I said. Okay, well, I'll try and uh, I'm going to write these predictions down and we're, we're going to see. And uh, maybe people can can tweet us as well uh, at Post Wrestling with your New Japan Cup brackets. See if that would yeah, be awesome. If that becomes a thing and we can look at people's uh, predictions here. Uh, but you gotta send in your predictions now. I don't want to get predictions uh, a week out when we're down to the final four. It's, it's the round of 16. This is when you, you can really impress us. The whole tournament. Yeah, book the whole tournament. So, so tweet us and uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we will have a winner we can announce on the next show. Uh, There's so- a site out there that has the brackets like that you can fill in yourself. I've seen this on tw- Twitter actually recently. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, well, there you go. It is, it is March Madness, the wrestling edition. Uh, so that is, uh, coming up soon. Lots of shows. Uh, we will, uh, tackle many of them, uh, when we return next month. So as always, I want to thank WH uh, for joining us. It's always great chatting with you. Uh, you can follow him at WH Park nine, uh, which there is a, a real estate company right around my corner, WH, and it's mm-hmm. called, uh, it has the at sign and it's at Park nine. And every day I walk by that, and I think of your Twitter handle. Oh, uh, I'm so touched, John. Just a random story I'm sharing with you at WH Park Nine that you can follow the man, and now you have it uh, burned in your head the the number nine. Uh, so that's <laughs> don't call, don't come to me asking me about a condo in Toronto. I can't help you with that. No, no, but fashion advice. He is the man. Uh, yes. That is it for us, everybody. And go ahead and. F- uh, check out postwrestling.com. Lots of other shows coming up this week, including uh, Keep It 2000 on Thursday. And then Way and I are back Friday with a Patreon show uh, going through your mailbag questions. You can join up at postwrestlingcafe.com. That is it. Have a great day. So with that being said, I must bid you all adieu for Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, the Golden Lovers. I wish you goodbye. Mwah! And good night, Ben!